Hello, pulling up from 40, hydrated podcast. Your BAC level matters way more than your field goal percentage. Welcome back uh, to our little podcast here in San Antonio. Thank you so much for joining us. We had a little bit of a, an issue last week with our recording. We'll go ahead and address that in a minute, but please, thank you very much for joining us. Let me go ahead and introduce my co-host before we begin. First up, we have Justin, who actually thinks that Ben Affleck was the best Batman. I mean, I think that was a quote that we said before we started, so I'll, I'll stick by it. I'll stick by it. But uh, you know whose input I really want to get? Oh, who's that? I think he's here right now. Come in. Come in. Oh, it's it's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, what are you doing here? Oh, my God. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, I want to hear what you have to think about uh, Ben Affleck as Batman. Well, guys, I think he's a... <laughs> I think he was the best Batman, too. This is a joke for three people. <laughs> uh, personally, I like like Michael, Michael, whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> uh, up next, we have Oldham. Uh, Mitt Romney won the Senate race in Utah, despite Oldham's best attempts to publicly out Romney as his father. I swear to God, I was going to say, I'm here to talk about election results. <laughs> I had no idea you were going to say that. <laughs> but let's do it. Let's get into it, NPR style. Yeah. yeah. He tried to out him on this podcast, actually. Nobody listened to it, unfortunately. <laughs> Romney. Or let's, talk about, let's talk about the runoff in Georgia. It's going to happen later this year. That's that's what I really wanted to get yeah. to. Fair I enough. hope we get to it later. Uh, and lastly, we have Merriman, who just doesn't have the heart to tell us that the files from our last episode weren't corrupted. Justin just, just didn't have his microphone on. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to break that to you, but once again, you fucked over another episode of Pulling Up From 40. Was it because I kept doing my Patrick Mahomes voice? <laughs> <laughs> you just, yeah, that's, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. And the truth is, is that I released the episode and I tagged Patrick Mahomes in the release. Oh, and no. then he, his agent contacted me personally yeah. and gave me millions of dollars to take it down. Wow. So this will and be my like, last hey! episode of Pulling Up From 40, guys. It's been a pleasure working with all of you. I, I'm happy for you, man. Thanks. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> You made it. Got that Mahomes money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you fucking son of a bitch. So they were like, you can come on, but you got to leave those losers behind. And you were like, yeah. No, they, they gave me millions of dollars just to take the episode down. It was too accurate of an impression. They were worried about the image. <laughs> <laughs> the, the PR implications. He said some real sexist the, the stuff. Pro- yeah. the, I mean, so I, I decided, fine, I'll take the money. But then I got another call from Sesame Street who said that was copywriting infringing on Kermit the Frog. So I had to pay them what? my millions of dollars this is, for that This is crossing brands. Yeah, just <laughs> wait until we hear from the Romneys. <laughs> you get that Mormon money. They can't Man. sue us, right? Like, you're a family member. You can't do that, right? I don't know. I mean, I'm estranged. We're only allowed four times. <laughs> I'm the Justin, John, you're I'm the John Snow of the Rock. <laughs> what do the laws say about that? Uh, the laws are not in our favor. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> He's more into bird law. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for the last episode. More into maritime law. <laughs> I would love that if Oldham is like the bastard name of Romney's. So there's it like is. 40 Romneys out there that are named Oldham. You're born in the South. Let's there's Jon Snow and yeah. then there's Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> I am the prince who was promised. <laughs> and I will defend us against the White Walkers. 
All so, right, so basketball. NBA, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's talk about the NBA. Do we uh, have a starting point that we want to go off on? No? Um, no? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, how about Jamal Murray? Well, let's let the Celtics fan take this off. Cause well, you want to explain what happened with the... I have no idea. No, happened. I don't watch the NBA. <laughs> Why are okay, you doing it? I'll, expi- I'll explain, and then you just go. You just take give us your take. I don't. I don't have a hot take on Aww. this. Essentially, Jamal Murray had forty-eight points in the game. Really wanted to hit fifty, so he tries to put up a last-second shot, even though the game is already decided. You know, everybody stops playing defense, just kind of dribbling around. Throws up a last shot there at the end uh, to try to get that fiftieth point, and he misses it. So Kyrie decided to take offense to that. Um, in my opinion, rightfully so. So he takes the ball and he just fucking chucks it like 30 rows deep into the crowd as far as it can go. Um, and then afterwards, he was fined $25,000 by the NBA for that gesture. Was he really? Yes, yeah. he was. I didn't see that. That's yeah. fucking chump change to him, though. <clears throat> yeah, but still. Does, I don't know. Does that fan get to keep the ball? Like, I know that if it happens during the game. He did it he, so they that... They don't. They come take it from you. The balls also don't go that far in the stands during the game. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so, like, I, if I was a fan, it's the end of the game. I'd grab the ball fucking take off. I could for sure be out of the stadium before they come get that ball from me. I mean, it wasn't really reported uh, much. Like, you could only find this in, like, select few reports about this incident. But uh, when he threw the ball, it actually hit a small puppy. Uh <laughs> It was, it was puppy night. Yeah, <laughs> at the Nuggets. It was arena. puppy night, and one guy brought his puppy, Damn. and he he won't make that mistake again, because no. that puppy is no longer with us. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Kyrie. <laughs> yeah, Kyrie. That wouldn't kill. Never mind. You don't know. You don't know that. I mean, he. You don't know that either. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but it was reported. So I don't know. All right. So, 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 do you uh, defend uh, like yeah? Do you defend Kyrie uh, or what? Yeah, I'm on Kyrie's side, of course. Uh, of course. Oh. <laughs> what do you expect from me? I'm, Are you I'm, not on Kyrie's side? I'm on Kyrie's side. I don't know. I don't, I'm a partisan. I don't really care about this that much. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've, this has been like a big story, even though it shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. I think the bigger story is, why are Jamal Murray's celebrations so weird? What, what <laughs> just like talking? the squat and then the arrow? He does, yeah, he's got all like a whole list of weird <laughs> stuff. He just, he just completely panics and does something. He was licking his fingers. After he <laughs> it's, it's Denver, man. He's probably high as a kite playing this game. <laughs> probably is. J.R. Smith wants to get into, yeah. back into Denver so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot he was in Denver. Yeah, with Birdman. Before, that was peak J.R. Smith, man. When that, he was thrown down half court. Was that before like, like he got uh, before those. the weed was legalized? I think so. Oh, Weed is man. also still not legal in the NBA, though. It's legal. Yeah, but I feel like in Denver, they're like, eh. But I thought, I, I thought the, the commissioner way. had come out and said something like, hey, it's not legal, but we're just going to stop testing for it. Like, we're just going to so. look the other way if it pops up on the test, and we're just going to be kind of done with that. I think so. I was unaware, unaware of that. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure. I, I mean, but so the whole thing with this like Kyrie thing. I like how Jamal Murray scored 48 points, and then his coach was like berating him after the game because he like his coach came out and said like, "No, that was a bush league move. Like you shouldn't do that." The crowd I, was edging him on though. Like they were egging him on to like take the shot. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, I would. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, yeah. I mean, if, if the I shoe would... were on the other foot, I'd be on his side. But since it's not. Jamal Murray is my sneaky little bitch of the week. <laughs> <laughs> the newest he's segment. Not, he's not certified trash? No, he's my sneaky little bitch of the week. Yeah. Stamp it. I think we can all agree that it was a Bush League move, though. It was, uh, and all the, really all the players care. are coming out and yeah. saying that. I think it's also like he was a young player getting egged on by the crowd. Really wanted to hit that 50 mark. I don't think it's a mistake that'll, hap- that'll happen again, but I don't think it really matters in the long run. I don't think Kyrie has lost any respect for him overall. 
Uh, I, I don't think there's any issue here. I think he has. I think that the next time they play, they're going to like really go at him. The NBA is peak petty. So he for sure remembers this next time. He called him thirsty. Are we sure that's the reason why Kyrie chucked the ball to the stands? Are we sure it wasn't like? Yes, he said Jam- so. Are you sure it wasn't like Jamal like saying like, "Hey, the world like it's a it's a sphere, it's not flat." <laughs> and then Kyrie's like, <laughs> he's "How backtrack- dare you, sir?" He's backtracked that comment though. He, he, said, he said in public. He, he said was, he, he was joking the whole time. He said, "I wish I hadn't said that in public." Okay, let's move on to the next topic that we <laughs> no, have no, very no, little to talk about. Ground. <laughs> he will stand his ground that the world is flat. Yeah. After last year, them choosing to not uh, televise the All-Star NBA draft game, uh, they yeah, that was poorly worded. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, they are they are going to... Um, should make that into a mixtape. Yeah, I will. <laughs> Uh, they are going to uh, televise it this year, yeah. an event that I will watch, and then an hour later I'll be like, "What am I doing with my life?" <laughs> but it's secretly a great idea, though, like to really televise that because everyone wanted to know who got picked last last yeah. year. Yeah. It was almost surely Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah, I think it came out. He's the most LaMarcus. boring player that you can have on an All Star team. <laughs> I think it actually was Lamarcus Aldridge who got picked last. Yeah, and that's the issue is that it's going to start a bunch of hate for these players that are picked last, which is great for yeah, us. What's the, I don't. It's great for us, but yeah. what's the positive for the NBA? There's, Why would they allow? Well, they get tons of ratings, advertising dollars. Yeah, it's another people event. Are watching. And, yeah. yeah, I like how they've kind of leaned into the whole like the NBA is a is a petty freak show because it's like, so fucking fun. Like it is. Yeah, in the age of social media, it's perfect. In the age of the NFL, where they are going the complete opposite yeah. direction yeah. of that, they need the NBA to counterbalance this. Yeah, the NFL, yeah. And the MLB is even worse. Well, the MLB's well, baseball's all... doing it now too. Yeah, you baseball's can't... all about the petty shit and like shots on social media and shit. Did you see Alex Bregman, David Price, all that kind of shit that yeah. was going on? Alex Bregman before the game totally watching some that. game film, and totally it's the pitcher that. that's pitching, and them jacking three home runs in a row off of him. Non-story number three of the day: Luke Walton's uh, status as a Lakers head coach. Yeah. What was the word they used for what Magic did to him? It was like admonished. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Who who wrote that fucking report? He had like a stern talking to. Him. There's Whoa, no way the right? Lakers like leaked that. Like, dude, we admonished him. That's what happened. Jesus. It's the same people who are like, they come into work and they're like, you have to write a story on this. They're like, but it's a nothing story. And they're like, I don't care. I need two pages on it by noon. That's not a nothing story. Yeah, I disagree. I think it's a story. I don't think it's a story at all. Because I don't think Luke Walton's going to last that long in, it shows, in L.A. I think it shows how short the leash is. Yeah. I, I mean, figured they would give him at least this season. I mean, no, like, th- like not even 10 games before they admonish him. It's ridiculous. I Teams mean, get off to slow yeah. starts. I mean, I think it's it kind of says a lot that they, they were like, hey, like, you know, you're going to get a chance to like feel the team, you know, get adjusted to LeBron. Especially because with the players they signed on the short year deals that they had, you weren't really expecting a lot from the Lakers this year. Uh, I mean, some people were, but most people were like saying, like, okay, they'll maybe make the playoffs and get bounced in like, like the first, or second round. Um, but I don't, I don't know how warranted the whole like Luke Walton hate really is. There's a lot of hate. There's a lot of hate over his decision to like bench Lonzo in favor of Rondo, which is a lot of Lakers fans are upset about that because they feel like, why are we wasting time on Rondo when Lonzo's the future? That's because again, they're they're trying to win this year. They've made it abundantly clear time and time again. They are trying to win this year. But and they why, think though? that Rondo is their best option because I they mean, think that is. they can Lonzo do it. kind of sucks. It's not good. That Whoa. <laughs> okay. So I actually kind of agree with you in a way, but that's kind of a ballsy thing to say. I mean, a lot of people are still all I'm about a, I'm Lonzo. I'm a ballsy guy. Balls, man. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm wearing these baggy pants. <laughs> <laughs> balls are they a big baller brand? <laughs> <laughs> Admonished all you want. 
some uh, some quotes from Magic Johnson. This what you want? Uh, I don't think that's these the are, correct use of the I don't word. fucking know. Whatever. Uh, quotes from Magic Johnson the same week. I said it. Luke took it. We're all good. It's no big deal. He's going to finish the season. Unless something drastic happens, something it, won't, ha- it yeah. won't happen. Yeah, we're not going to fire him. That meeting last week with Walton wasn't even a meeting about that. We just have to be better, and that was it. This is a... It, I... I don't care. You, you can That's play this Magic up. That's Magic Johnson, for, you, though. Like yeah. he's like spinning everything. Also, why even talk to reporters about that? It's just it's nothing. I'm just trying to like calm down the fire right now. I yeah. I I think uh, Luke Walton job watches in full swing. Oh yeah, totally. I think he's out by like. Is there an over under on that on my bookie? <clears throat> Let's find out. Uh, I'll I'll, I'll check the stats. I think they give him till the end of the season because I don't think there's really anything to gain by bringing in somebody in mid season. For your championship Ty Lue. hopes, Tyloo's making his way to LA. Especially because everybody was talking about Luke Walton and that he was good and all Katina. that. He was a perfect fit but and that he's done well. Why was he it good? Because he led the Warriors like who won seventy three games on, on a win streak. Being able to handle superstar talent is a is a talent in of its own. But yes, the Warriors coach their own team. Like at some points, like that's, not, really that's not true. <laughs> and their point differential was better. Draymond Green's <laughs> like, "Hey, Luke, get the fuck out of here! I'm going to drop this play." Yeah. <laughs> All right, Draymond. I'm sorry, but unofficial yeah. sponsor of the show, MyBookie.com NBA special. Will uh, .ag. Thank you. Uh, will Luke Walton be fired by December first, twenty eighteen? Yes, plus one seventy. No, minus two fifty. So if you're you, if you're high right. in uh, on that he's not finishing out the season now's the time to buy that bet. Well, because they said like he'll finish the year. It wasn't like he'll finish the season. Well, there was two different reports that came out. One said that he would finish the year. One said he would finish the season. Yeah, I'm interested to hear what one was real. Yeah, because the year ends December 31st. I I could totally see him being out before the trade deadline. Something like that. Uh, that just I doesn't think, make any sense to me. I think if they continue to lose, I think there's gonna be too much pressure not to fire him at some point. Yeah. I mean, you have a, the one of the top two players of NBA history. Exactly, you have the best player in, in the his NBA prime, right now. in the tail end of his prime. You got to win. You have to win, no matter what the team is around him. Yeah, that's exactly why teams like the Clippers, sometimes the Lakers, specifically the Knicks, have been bad in recent years. Is because they always succumb to what the market wants of them because it's such See, a big market. Austin, I, I agree with make you. Make the smart decision here. I like, agree with you that, that with they should not probably fire him. But the idea that they would fire him is so much stronger. Uh, the idea that there's going to be that much pressure to fire Luke Walton, especially with the ire around like Lonzo Ball versus Rajon Rondo, uh, the idea that like LeBron's saying like you don't want to be around me when my patience runs out, uh, like all of these things, like this is classic like coach killing LeBron tactics. When like the first coach is usually out, this is what happened to David Blatt. Granted, David Blatt had the entire season, so this is even kind of worse because we're already talking about Luke Walton getting fired. He also has the most unattractive name of all time. Who? David, David Blatt. Blatt. I agree. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Which, what is I'm the difference shocked. maker in this year's LeBron team versus past year's LeBron team? Because I look at this Lakers team, and they should have a better coach, and they should have a better team, but they're obviously underperforming comparatively to the Cavs team of last year and then those old Cavs teams of like the late 2000s. So what's the difference maker here? I, I don't think that it can be Luke Walton. I think that maybe it's just not enough time together. M- maybe, I don't know, something's going on there. I'm not sure what it is. And putting that blame on Luke Walton, is, that, that just, seems like a, it just seems like a bad move. To I me. agree it's not fair, but I think that's where it's going. I think that's the easiest place, the easiest place to rest the blame is Luke Walton because you can't really blame LeBron if you're the organization. He's like the face of your franchise. He's going to be the guy like recruiting free agents. 
there in the summer. The easiest person to blame is Luke Walden, uh, mm. especially because he decides like who plays and who doesn't. And if you're not playing your your like supposed future superstar in Lonzo Ball, uh, instead of a one year Rajon Rondo deal, like re- player, it's not looking good. I'm not again. I'm not saying he should be fired. I'm not saying I I would agree with it. I'm saying I can see why they would fire him. Just kind of relatively. Let's see what's going on with the Celtics right now. They're off to a slow start as well. Nobody's panicking about Brad Stevens. I get it that he's a much more accomplished coach. Um, you know, obviously going to the conference finals last year in contention years before that. Okay, he had to bring in a new player into his, into his rotation, Gordon Hayward. He also has to bring in Terry Rozier, and I think that's part of the reason why they're starting so slow is trying to get minutes to these other players that are supposed to have a big impact on the court. Imagine if you're the Lakers and you sign people like Lance Stevenson, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, guys that don't have much experience with your team, and they are now part of your roster. Most of that roster is just put together from different pieces from across the NBA. It's going to take time for them to mesh even with LeBron James on the court, especially with LeBron James on the court. This is just a, a... I just don't get why they would rush to make such a decision about this. They've also won three of their last four. And I would say that though they started with a two and five start, they played some incredibly tough teams to start yeah. this season. Yeah. The Trailblazers, the Rockets, the Spurs twice, and the Timberwolves. Those are their first five losses. So, th- I mean, I think this is another reason why I think it's just a nothing story. It's so early into the season that I don't think major moves are going to be made. And you can have whatever talks that you want with Luke Walton, but in a couple of weeks from now, when they are a when they rattle off twelve in a row, we're all going to be like, "Why the fuck did we talk about?" Well, I don't this? know about twelve in a row, but you know, something like they win, they go like ten, they win like ten of their next fifteen or something like that. Yeah, it's going to be like that would not be that impressive. Yes, but if you win ten of your next fifteen, then it's like, what were we talking about? They're fifteen and eleven now. They look fine. They're probably sitting second place in their division and. People just, you're just going to forget about it. We also have to acknowledge the fact that this is L.A. Like, it's not Cleveland. Yeah. And it's like, there's so much more media attention attracted to you, especially when you have the best player in the, possibly ever, like, on your team. There's going to be a lot of attention. And when you're not losing, there's going to be people looking to point fingers. And the easiest place, again, is Luke Walton. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he's going to last that long. I don't think he'll be, like, by the end of the season, I don't think he'll be the coach next season. Uh, there's already rumors about Mark Jackson like apparently coming to LA. Uh, I hate that. Yeah. I I would not want that at all. But in fact, the fact that there's like potential replacements already being like set up is crazy. I don't know. I don't like the, I don't like the outlook for Luke Walton, especially because the whole idea with Brad Stevens was that like, he's had like success already, which like, so like people are pointing the finger, not at Brad Stevens, but instead at Gordon Hayward, uh, because he's looking really rusty. And so when Luke Walton doesn't really have much to go off of, just like the fact that he like led the Warriors on that run one time, it doesn't look good for Luke. And so I don't know. I, I could totally see him being fired. They should fire Luke and hire Bill Walton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get, your, get your dad in here. <laughs> so they could, he could just tell really confusing stories about the 60s. <laughs> how, how much acid he did. Back in the 60s, man. Hey, that door open, that door shut, man. That's what I'm talking about right now. What the fuck are you talking about? Be like, I don't know what the fuck are you talking Bill's about, like, talking about. Are you talking about like the championship window? Nah, man, the pick and roll. <laughs> in the middle of a timeout, he's just what you talk about. You know those clips they pay, play in between like in commercials and stuff like that? That's going to be the time. The got, 60s, man, they were fucking crazy. You guys seen The Grateful Dead yet? <laughs> it's 98-99 we're down by one with three seconds left what do you want us to do dude go see the Grateful Dead right now man how about Woodstock <laughs> that's crazy right 
You know what I'm talking about, LeBron. You know what I'm talking about. Speaking of LeBron, uh, <laughs> last episode, obviously, uh, gone forever. But uh, during that episode, we talked about uh, Ty Lue <laughs> losing his job. Jesus Christ. Uh, Speaking of head coaches. His like, replacement has been found. Oh. Okay. Reluctantly. Kind so, of. <laughs> first of all, we said this in the last one that wasn't released. But again, I thought it was fucking hilarious. The headline of Cavs interim coach says he's not interim coach. I He'll fucking be, loved that so much. He just so wants much. to be the voice of the head coach. Yeah. <laughs> God, that was hilarious. Also, he didn't. if he was trying to negotiate his way into a bigger contract, he did a terrible fucking job. Because he's guaranteed for the rest of the season and then a partial guarantee for next year. Maybe. How much did he get? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that off the top of my head. I'm going to start the conspiracy now that uh, Larry Drew was not like willingly signed as a head coach. I think he's being held hostage. <laughs> Larry, please blink Same twice. Same guy that threatened Trebek. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing like interviews and he's like <laughs> blinking it's a whole bunch of times. Send hell where they have my children. <laughs> Fucking Dan Gilbert is just like holding his kids in one room. I think that they're all being held captive. That like, makes speaking sense. of the the pictures I showed y'all earlier of like them in their new their new uniforms, where <laughs> those they are all the look, worst uniforms I've ever seen. They're all, they're the worst uniforms, but the players just look so miserable, <laughs> and like they hate their lives. Kevin Love broke his foot, so he didn't have to play for this team anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like told his wife, he's like, do it. <laughs> he had he's his just got a hammer and one kid. Yeah. <laughs> it was like that scene in Misery, except it was perfectly consensual. I was going to say that, but I didn't think anybody would get the Misery reference. <laughs> yeah, because that would be the first time in this podcast we've made a reference nobody gets. Larry Nance is like, you sure, man? He's like, yeah, just fucking do it, dude. He's like, oh, I fell down some I stairs. I don't blame you, bro. <laughs> Whack. Oh, fuck. But yeah, so like the whole Larry Drew thing. Uh, I mean, how? I don't know. Like, it's Cleveland. They're like as someone who as someone who thought they potentially could have ran ran for the eighth seed in the in the East. They are vastly proving me wrong. Like, <laughs> how did anybody think that? Yeah. Because Look at how had, terrible this team I mean, is. Like the East is really not that good. Like yeah. the bottom of the East is hard. Like I don't know who's a playoff team in the East after the Pacers. We said it on the podcast when we were talking about the playoffs last year. They're like, if they didn't have LeBron in this team, yeah. would they be getting a lottery pick? And we were all like, yes, probably have pretty good chances too. Yeah, and that is what this team is. And now they don't have Kevin Love. Yeah, now, so yeah. Obviously, now they need to tank like crazy. Um, when they have Zion Williamson, I was gonna say Zion's going to a great organization. <laughs> Jesus. Did y'all watch that Duke game? No. I saw that uh, Duke's four freshmen outscored the entire Kentucky team. Oh, man, they're crazy. Ridiculous. People are also – Zion's awesome. He's definitely a top-five pick, but R.J. Barrett is definitely number one, in my mind. I think right now R.J. Barrett's one, he's two. That that might be fair. I have R.J. Barrett three. It's like that athleticism. That I just made that up. The playmaking <laughs> yeah. ability that Zion has shown, people didn't know that he had it because he didn't need to use it in high school because he was just he's jumping over everybody. Playing against 5'10 white kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's I saw some it's uh if he were to enter the NBA right now he would be the second heaviest NBA player behind Boban. Holy what? Shit. Yeah, he's like 280 That's how man. Big he is. He's and real he has big. fucking Huge handles dude. and he can shoot. How tall is he? He's like 6 like 6'11". He's 6'7". 6'7"? Six, seven. Six, seven? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why oh, people he's taller than that. No, six, that's why people were really really concerned about his weight because he's a 6'7" guy that weighs as much as a center. It's very very strange. He's like, 
and he's that freakishly athletic. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh he's so God. athletic. He can jump out the fucking building. He's, he's like, like uh, he's like Shaq on steroids. He's like the ultimate Draymond because <laughs> like, he kind of looks like Draymond, but like all roided out. <laughs> yeah, he's not a very very tall guy, which confuses a lot of people because really? you I see thought he was taller because he looks taller on the court. Dude, fact check me straight up. I might be wrong by like an inch, but he is not taller than six eight. He's six two. <laughs> oh shit! It's like a little bowling ball. He wears lifts. seventy he wears inch lifts. vertical. Yeah, he wears lifts and issues. Uh, so we were talking about the Cavs. Let's not talk about the Cavs anymore. All right. Well, then let's let's pivot this Cavs and Kevin Love into just like general uh, injury news right now. Okay. Uh, so Russell Westbrook is out for Oklahoma City at the moment. Yep. Uh, do how, how long is he predicted to be out? Do we know? He's day to day. They were concerned that it was more serious, and it wasn't a. Um, it was the right kind of ankle sprain. I don't remember if it's the high one. I think it's the high ankle sprain that's the bad one that lingers. Right. It was a low ankle sprain, sprain, so they consider him to be day-to-day. Any game now, he could come back, um, which is good because he missed the first part of the season, obviously had arthroscopic, whatever the fuck it's called, uh, knee surgery before the season, missed the first week and a half of games. Injuries have been a problem in his career, uh, but he usually finds his way into 65 to 70 games easy. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not too concerned at this point. Um, and they know how much he means to that team, so they'll probably be careful. I think he gets held out a couple more games, but I'm not concerned in the long run. I mean, I think this is generally not the way you want to start the season, obviously. Uh, it's it's kind of concerning just because, like, I I mean, the Thunder are vastly underperforming, granted, because they don't have their best player out on the floor. Uh, I don't know. I could totally see, like, this being justification for a coaching change because Billy Donovan's another player, that, another coach that's had his name thrown in on the hot seat. Um I mean, there's not really much for him to like go off of a, in terms of a record or like achievements for them to warrant keeping Billy Donovan around. Uh, I mean, I, I think if Russell Westbrook comes back and they don't like perform like as well as they should be, and they're not like kind of lingering like in the lower tier seeds or like not even out of out of the playoff race, I could totally see Billy Donovan being replaced pretty soon. I've got an idea: trade the Washington Wizards coaches. Just bring back what? Scott Brooks, Scott send Billy Brooks? Donovan to Washington. Jesus that helps Christ. nobody. I was going to say, it's <laughs> just like, which one's Scott Brooks and which one's Billy Donovan? <laughs> Who, who's losing more? <laughs> They're both middle-aged white guys, just like terrible at coaching. I think more blame, and I think most people know that more blame rests on the players themselves than coaching in Washington, whereas I think there's a solid chance that it might be a coaching issue in Oklahoma City. Washington's a dumpster fire right now. Uh Classic lack of leadership in Washington. <laughs> <laughs> the midterms. Ah, topical. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Washington, biggest dumpster fire in the NBA. Them or the Cavs? <laughs> <laughs> the Cavs for sure, right? Uh, yeah, but uh, Washington's bad, man. Yeah, it's like, I mean, they were they were what a top top like four seed in the east and just yeah, like two seasons ago they have the talent to be that again but when all your players fucking hate each other <laughs> it's hard to be good that's that's why cleveland's a bigger dumpster fire because at least there's a glimmer of hope in washington like the talent is there if they could put their shit aside but like if everybody was best of friends in cleveland they would still be a shitty team it's fair but i mean <laughs> At this point, there's no hoping for them to be friends. They've been they've hated each other for like the last three years. I don't but know that's, why. They're still that's why it's not a problem to me at this point. Their lack of chemistry doesn't matter to me. They've hated each other for fucking years now, and they've made it work and been a relatively competitive team. There's been certain players that were usually really really big for them, namely Otto Porter, 
who is having easily the worst start of his career to any season. Some of these players, their numbers are going to pick back up, and the Wizards will be okay, especially in the East. I'm not concerned. Are they rethinking that Otto Porter contract? Probably. <laughs> They're in like the second year of it now. I mean, how much is he getting a year? It was the max, like right before it exploded. So like, because the fucking mil? who like signed the offer 18, sheet, but the fucking 18, Nets, and they had to uh, match that because the Nets had nothing to lose. Are you looking that up, Merriman? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I was like, Merriman is way too high. I'm off. Right yeah. <laughs> Off I'm off on a completely different tangent. Uh, in my own uh, I mean, do we expect a trade to happen at some point for John Wall or Bradley Beal? I don't expect it to happen. Uh, you don't? It should happen. I don't expect it to. They they have continued year after year to not do that trade. So why is this year any different just because they're doing worse? Like, Shit. clearly, clearly ownership believes that they can figure it out and win some games and do whatever, but... Uh, there's nothing about this that stands out to me. It's like, oh, they're finally going to go through with it. So, uh, so sorry, I, I said eighteen. I guessed eighteen to twenty. It's actually uh, he made twenty four last year. He's making twenty six this year. Fucking Christ, oh, man. Auto Porter. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's not what you want. He's going to make twenty seven the year after, and then he has a player option for uh, twenty eight. He should again, be taking Auto Porter's been very good. Other than this year, he's been very, very good, and we're so soon into the season. I'm just not worried about the Wizards yet. $27 million good could mean a completely different thing next year also. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and somebody will take that, considering how big the max is. Somebody will probably take that. If he kind of picks it up and they're still not performing, somebody will take that contract. Uh, I want to see – I want to like kind of segue this into a little bit because, I mean, obviously we agree the Wizards are a dumpster fire. Uh, they have like – their role. speaking of role players on the Wizards or role, play, role players who are like not performing as well as they hoped – uh, I want to talk about Eric Gordon and uh, Houston because Eric Gordon's not having a great season. Uh, he's out. He's been out for like at least the rest, the beginning of the season. He hasn't really played much. Uh, and then when he has, he's had terrible games. Um, the Houston Rockets in general are kind of underperforming right now. Uh, Daniel, as, as a resident Rockets fan, I want to hear what you think of the season so far. Well, I mean, <laughs> the last time we met, the, and the lost tapes oh, on the uh, on the greatest episode we ever recorded. Yeah, oh man, y'all are missing out. Jesus Christ, that was man. such a good episode. So good. The last time we met, when the Rockets were like one and six, uh, this is a bigger point. But like, they what have they won three in a row? I don't know. Three out of the last four. They're they're picking it back up. It up yeah. James Harden was hurt. Chris Paul was was out for two Suspended. two three games. They'll be fine. What the fuck happened with that Jimmy Butler trade? I thought they were going to do that. It's it's probably still on the table. Yeah. I think it still gets done before before the end of November. I think Jimmy Butler gets traded. What are they dragging their feet up for? Like So what is how is Minnesota's head uh, head office structured? Is it's Tom is, Thibodeau is, is he, Tom Tig, he's the ba- president of basketball operations. But as does well that as mean the that coach. he's the GM? Or do they have a GM that's separate? Does he just making all the yes, fucking decisions? I think so. Decisions. I think so yeah. yeah. So he's not gonna trade Jimmy Butler. He loves him too much, especially for picks. He, unless he gets a fucking star player, he's he's not going anywhere. Which I mean, uh, in his defense, he shouldn't because he's most likely out of the job after this season or next season. I guess, uh, but think about like his future job prospects. No one's hiring. Somebody will sign. <laughs> Somebody will hire him. I don't. I don't. As like I a, don't know. Cleveland like assistant or something. I don't know. As just a head coach, I could see somebody hiring. He goes. He probably he'll never. Be, he'll never get this he dual should, option. He should thing absolutely then. be a college coach. Because he can run his players into the ground for a year and just like yeah. com- keep going, just abuse the shit out yeah. of those kids. Yeah, 
He needs to he needs to work under somebody like Popovich or Brad Stevens that's really really good at managing minutes. Well, that's how it works so that's well. That's his biggest problem. He he worked under Doc Rivers for the 08 Celtics. Yeah. And he was like their defensive coach mm-hmm. and it worked out great. But then you give him you give this super hard ass his <laughs> own team. The yeah, then <laughs> of I, course I'm, he's going to do this. So y'all y'all sound like you're like out on Thibodeau. Yeah, I'm like yeah, everybody's I, out on Thibodeau. Out on Thibodeau. No, no. Think about the the general like the way that Thibodeau? his head coaching career has gone. I mean, the Bulls were consistent Eastern Conference contenders there for a while, and they he were, yeah. drives his superstars into the ground. They all yeah. get hurt. His superstars don't hate him though. I mean, Derrick Rose. That's not his fault. I, I don't know. There was any team that he Derrick was Rose could his first injury. He was, he was in, and when they were up like twenty, and they, he should have pulled him out. Okay, there's people that play. I'm just saying. Stephen Curry and Kevin Durant are in games all the time when they're up by 20 points. They're in games all the time when they're That's up by it's 40 like half points. Time. <laughs> That's also all of their games. So. <laughs> They're just not going to play? They seriously don't play the fourth quarter, like, ever. Jesus. I don't know. Um, but with the whole, like, Tom Thibodeau thing, I mean, I, I he's, like, one of the only people that has this whole thing where he's, like, president of basketball operations and the head coach. Uh, yeah. It's like him popping. Like I think, well, it used to be Doc, and now Doc's not long, no longer has that um, because it didn't really work out that well. And it was uh, Jason Kidd in Milwaukee, <laughs> and that worked out Did really really well. He was. President. Oh, that's right, because uh, it never works out. Because these he sta- are two he separate staged, jobs. He staged the coup yeah. in, Bur- in Brooklyn, right? And, and they, they traded him. two second round draft picks for that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so it's, it's worked out really well. <laughs> I don't know why. Who thought up that experience or that experiment? But it did not work out. Yeah, well. they were like, "Oh, Pop did it." Like, yeah, it works out for everybody. It works for just him and only him. <laughs> they should make coaches sign contracts with the NBA and the specific team, so you can trade coaches. And trade then coaches is awesome. They have to be a part of an NBA team before their contracts. And they have to wear the jerseys just like they do in MLB. They used to. Dude, that would be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> they have to wear like the shorts. And the <laughs> Tom Thibodeau would not look great in that jersey. Give him like a size that small. Fantastic. Yeah, Tom Thibodeau, he's got like a headband and a, a shooter sleeve. Yeah, he's all geared up. He's wearing the goggles and shit. Pop's got the new Kobe's on. <laughs> Dude. Pop wouldn't look great in the jersey either. I think he'd rock it. I no. imagine Mike Budenholzer looking like really fucking derpy. Like just dopey as shit, like Greg Maddox. I, I think the list of NBA coaches who wouldn't look derpy as fuck. Who would look good? No fan looks good in an NBA jersey. Yeah, Tyron Lue got kind of sorry. Fat. About that. <laughs> <laughs> is wearing his Kristaps Porzingis jersey, especially a New York jersey. <laughs> Every just looks good. <laughs> With the exception of Chris Merriman. Oh, thank I mean, you. That's, that seems, that's obvious, though. I mean, you're comparing them to people that are 6'6 and like 0% body fat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? Tom Thibodeau? Yeah. Uh, sure. I don't really want to talk about Tom Thibodeau anymore. These are the tangents we were talking about. Yeah, we got exactly. into which coaches look best well, in okay. NBA jerseys from. The Minnesota Timberwolves from the Houston Rockets. <laughs> I'm gonna say Tom Thibodeau, Minnesota Timberwolves, Jimmy Butler. We to talk about him. Jimmy Butler. Talk, we had a, we had like a super long discussion on him last episode, which is gone. But since then, he, he has uh, come down with a terrible, terrible, incurable case of general soreness. General soreness. Um, general soreness. That their team doctors are baffled. They don't know what to do. And so, unfortunately, he's just having to sit out these games, and uh, yeah, it's, it's just depressing. It's terrible. He's also like, uh, 
like chipping in with fans, like uh, whenever they're like up at a, away games and they're like waving the towel like against the against the Minnesota Timberwolves, and Jimmy Butler's waving his towel with them on the bench. Like, yeah. You know, if he had done that for any other team, it wouldn't have bothered me. But since it was the Warriors, it's like, fuck you. <laughs> He's just so nondiscreet about how bad, how he much he hates that team. He doesn't care. Yeah. This he doesn't. Sorry, go ahead. No, go for it. Go he just doesn't care about looking like an asshole. And it's like, it's, it's great for and us. And he does look like an it's asshole. It's great for us, but it's terrible for his brand. It is. Like, he, I would not want to hang out with Jimmy Butler. He seems like a total dick. He does seem like a dasshole. This whole thing about faking the injury is not a thing. You know that, right? Uh, no, I 100% believe no, that, that, that he's that's, that's garbage because the only person the more hard-headed than Jimmy... This is the same thing said about Jimmy, Kawhi, the, no, and no, no, I just no. don't believe you, and I will refuse you to believe you. You are a conspiracy you. theorist. That's a bunch of crap because the whole reason why he left was because he was frustrated about the misdiagnosis of his injury. He thought it was more serious than the doctors let on. That's why are he talking, fucking left. Okay. Anyway, no, no, but no, we're not. We're <laughs> Wait, definitely are we, are not. Are talking about Kawhi? No, 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 no. Is this Kawhi? Going back to Jimmy Butler, the only person more hard-headed than him is Tom Thibodeau, okay? He knows that not playing based off of an injury that he's faking, is going to reduce his trade value and make Tom Thibodeau less likely to trade him because he's not going to get the package that he wants. No, I think this is if how he badly has the he ability to play, to play, he's he is sit going to play. No, he wouldn't. I just don't believe you. I think he is, he is a terrible case of general You're soreness. You're so, so basic. He, You're so basic, dude. Come on. You're so naive <laughs> to believe that he wouldn't sit out games. I, this is the same guy who was just like, you, three-team, come on me. Come with me. Dominates. <laughs> <laughs> Dominate starters and then has an interview set up for like 10 minutes after practice. He fucking hates this team. Right, so now that porno I watched with the, <laughs> the sound all the way on. <laughs> you fucking dingus. Jimmy Butler attacks the hole. <laughs> That's what the name of it. He takes it hard to the hole. That's great. Oh, God. By the way, General Soreness, that's my second favorite thing to order from Chinese takeout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've we've hit do, all the topics. Do they do they, do they accept a trade for him, or at this point are they just? Yes, <sighs> there's going to be a certain point where Glenn Taylor, the president of the Minnesota Timberwolves, is going to be like, trade his ass right now, best package that you have. I'm shocked he hasn't done that already. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm the, sure Thibodeau idea. is keeping him involved. He has to because I'm sure with the way that the season of the Timberwolves is going right now. They're bad. They're not terrible, but they're bad. There's not really any hope. At some point, he's going to tell him you have to trade him, but I think he's, he's telling Glenn Taylor, these are the packages that we have. This is what I'm waiting for. I feel like I think a lot of it, too, is that like, they, don't, they just really don't want to go back to being like, like a building team. Like they, they're all, they, tasted a play, they tasted the playoffs for the first time in like, like a decade last year. Uh, and having to trade away like one of your best players is, and then just go back for like probably get get terrible return on it probably, or at least like future picks and like have to hope these future picks yeah. pan out. For first round picks, it's a terrible return. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's not what you want like it's right the most away. You're allowed. It's it's like going from the playoffs to like having to be like okay next year is our year next year we'll get a good piece and then the year after that we'll be good. But man. they could just as easily turn around and flip those picks for an actual player Anthony that they Davis? can count on right now. <laughs> Uh, Anthony Davis to the Celtics confirmed. You heard Anthony it here Davis first, to the Timberwolves. No, you heard it here first. Anthony Davis to the Celtics. Oh, God, that's you, so unnecessary. Could you imagine? No, I would not want to imagine that. That would be fucking great. It's all over for y'all. 
It's all for us. It's all over for you. <laughs> <laughs> for everybody. Daniel's just sitting up there on the top of the mountain before they even win a championship. Like, y'all are fucked. Man. And then the Warriors are like, dude, get the fuck out of my chair. Yeah. Yeah, none of this matters. <laughs> <laughs> we're what all, are we even talking about here? We're all floating pieces of dust on, on a rock in, in the space. Morning, Welcome to Nihilist Hour on Morning Reporting. Uh, is there a god? <laughs> Eat Arby's. <laughs> Let's end on that note. Uh, I think it's been a good episode today, guys. Yeah. Was that the episode? That was the episode. Was... All right. Uh, so rankings of the week: uh, Austin number one, uh, Justin number two, oh, Daniel number three. I'm surprised uh, coming in the back. I'm very surprised based on how hard you fought me on the Jimmy Butler thing. Just because I disagree with you on one point doesn't mean that you had a bad other 43 minutes of the podcast. All right, Austin, you came in first place this episode, so you get the pleasure of going first. Do you have your pulling in from 40 ready? This one's for you, Merriman. All right, perfect. Three, two, one, go. I would just like to remind everybody, the people, all the people out there, the reason why Kawhi was originally upset with the Spurs was because he thought his Spurs career was jeopardized by the misdiagnosing of his injury. It was after that that he was so upset that he tried to take control of his career by demanding a trade to the Lakers under outside influences, probably his uncle Dennis Robertson. Faking was never a part of the equation. Jimmy Butler also has no reason to fake an injury. His reputation as an overzealous teammate and lacking an upside are already lowering his trade value. The lower his value gets, the less likely he is to get traded. And if he isn't traded, he knows that he needs to turn up the Jets in the second half of the season in order to make sure that he can still command a max contract when he becomes a free agent next year. Time. I like that you're pulling up from 40s are the only one about basketball. Yeah, that's true. Every time. Mine's, mine's barely about basketball. Oh, so you are doing one about basketball. Very. Double very, points for you then. It's very loosely related to basketball. Oh, good. Do you have it ready? Yeah. All right. Well, then perfect. Let's get it going. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. There was a huge event today that really made me question uh, LeBron's manhood. Uh, today, Emily Ratajkowski tweeted that she was checking in on Boo at King James at the Lakers game and tweeted a photo of herself posing in front of the uh, front court. LeBron James, if you do not slide into her DMs and leave your wife for Emily Ratajkowski, you do not deserve to be famous. Holy shit, man! Uh, if your wife does not, if your wife does not encourage you to leave her for Emily Ratajkowski, uh, she does not love you. Uh, if my future wife ever was like tweeted at by Channing Tatum, I would encourage her to please go have sex with him and leave me for him. Emily Ratajkowski is way better than any woman you could ever find. Please, LeBron, I'm begging you as a man. I'm living vicariously through you. Please go have sex with Emily Ratajkowski. Time. I'm not familiar with her or her work. She's the uh, Blurred Lines girl. Um, she might be like the hottest person that's ever existed. I have to check that out. Then. Pretty hot. My question for you, Justin, is... Yes. Are you dating anybody right now? Uh... I'm vicariously dating Emily Ratajkowski. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm just I'm just curious. Why was Channing Tatum the first person that popped up in your mind, or do you have a secret attraction to Channing Tatum? I feel like well, Channing Tatum is an attractive guy, but I also feel like he's probably like the default like attractive guy for women. Like is I'm he? not sure. I'm sure he is. I think that's a reference that's getting old now. <clears throat> that's it's Terminator yeah. Genesis that's Christian Bale. That's the one everybody goes after. Terminator Genesis. Who's like the new... <laughs> really angry. They specifically say... Who do, who, who do the youths find hot now? Like Jake and Logan Who's, Paul? Shut up. No. Uh, you laugh. Sean Mendez. Sure that's true. Oh, Sean Mendez is a good one. Uh, but he's really young. Like People are still with the Biebs. Ezra Miller. 
Shut up. No, no, no. Stop. Oh, it. who just won sexiest man of the year? Blake uh, Shelton? Gerard Butler. Blake no. Shelton. No, um, oh, uh, I know who you're talking about. Alex Trebek. Idris Elba. Idris Elba. That, that, sorry, that man, that's who I was trying that's to say. I feel, My like bad. A, I feel like that's a more distinguished, like, that's like a, he's, he's like an older crowd. He's more handsome than hot. Yeah, that's true. He's very like... <laughs> Like, would you would you have sex with Idris Elba? Is my question. We need to spin the wheel on another episode and do handsome or hot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if if he came up to me and grabbed my balls, I wouldn't pull away. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd, be like I'd be surprised, but I'm like, dude, that's, my that's thing. fucking that's my Idris thing. Elba. I wouldn't resist. That's my thing. Like, if he tried to kiss me at first, I would probably like pull away. But if he like insisted, oh no, you can't pull away and then I, lean I back in. in. I would kind of give in. I kind of give in. Like, all right, Idris, you know what you're doing. I've seen the Emily Radzikowski doesn't have an asshole truth. <laughs> I'm sorry, what now? People think that she doesn't actually have a butthole. She can't poop, man. Like, look at her. No butthole. <laughs> There's no room for a butthole. Huh. No. I'm firmly in the Emily Radzikowski doesn't have an asshole. I'm willing for the sake of mankind to find out for ourselves. Like, to find out. <laughs> The small step for man. <laughs> if it's for science, I'll do it. Emily, if you're listening, we're sorry. <laughs> she, we just, she's not. She's definitely. You right. don't know that. We just what if Sharon, like whatever her name years. is, she's also, uh, she's also tw- married. Can, so, can like, we tweet at her this episode? Sure, yeah. We'll, we'll tweet at Emily Radikowski. It's not like any of the other people we. Like, Woj never responds to our tweets. Yeah, he never does. Do we tweet at Woj? A, a lot. lot. A lot. A <laughs> lot. That's not really his field either. When we make those fake like trade rumors about the podcast, oh, yeah. like <laughs> which are so fun. I have so much fun with those. I can tell you. And then do. you guys never retweet them, and I'm so sad because I'm just at work laughing to myself. Have you ever had a famous person retweet you? Or like yeah. tweet at you? I tweeted at DeAndre Jordan one time because he's a Cowboys <laughs> fan. And I was in high school, and he's like, how many wins are the Cowboys going to get? And I was really mad at them at the time. I was like, zero. <laughs> I was like, ha ha, this dude mad. Like, <laughs> dude, so we do have an end to DeAndre Jordan. Wait, no, no, no. Send him that tweet and be like, dude, we talked about you. Tell, tell him about the uh, Clint Capella story with Fixie. Oh, my God. Oh. Uh, I had a run. Pulling up for 40 exclusive. Oh, I'll do them for my playing up 40. Okay. Oh, perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. All right. Well, then, uh, are you that ready to little go? faith in your pulling up from forty? <laughs> I was gonna read Mister Freeze quotes. <laughs> <laughs> this is better. I mean, we practically said all of them. Like, no, we have not lot. scratched oh. the surface. There's oh so god, many. it's like an iceberg. This there's, probably won't take forty like seconds. So much more belief the surface. I'll get the story done, and then I'll, I'll finish <laughs> off with some Mister Freeze quotes. All right. Let's all right. Do are it. you ready? Uh, Three, two, one, yeah. go. All right. So I had a run-in with Black Twitter. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's, it's funny. Uh, yeah, so my girlfriend, Caitlin Pixie, she uh, posted a picture with Clint Capella, and I tweeted it out and said something funny like, like my girlfriend has a higher uh, free throw percentage than Clint Capella. Black Twitter got a hold of it, <laughs> and they were like, dude, your girlfriend's definitely fucking Clint Capella. <laughs> so I, it was at night that I posted it, and I woke up the next morning, and everybody was like, posting all these things like oh my god like she's getting that big dick that bbc <laughs> and they were posting pictures like black penises like and tagging pixie in it <laughs> so i woke up early and i, I called pixie i was like have you checked Time, twitter yet but only for us i want to hear the rest of the story <laughs> i was like have you checked twitter yet she's like no i'm like all right brace yourself <laughs> see a lot of black penises <laughs> that, was, that was my run in with she didn't know team. who he was right she she knew that he was a basketball player yeah but 
she didn't know who. Yeah. And she went over there and he was kind of a dick to her. He was playing Pokemon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Think of Ella. Wow. That's unfortunate. Oh, and to finish it off, here's a quote from Batman to Robin. No, don't do it. I'm stealing just, your... Just one, just one. No, I'm stealing your idea for my William from <laughs> oh. That's bullshit. <laughs> I'm going to veto that pulling up from 40. You, oh, come on. you can't do it. Uh, right, I'm getting, all right, I'm getting this one that's off. That's fine. No, no, no. Get, get, it, get it done. Just then. this one. Cough number one. Please show some mercy. Mr. Freeze. Mercy? I'm afraid my condition has left me cold to your please. There's like a thousand more to choose. Oh, they're so good. I, I'm not going to do he it. He only Austin speaks has. in puns. It's impressive. When you're frozen. Can you imagine the writer of that movie being like, you have to come up with... Like, oh, <laughs> that would not be hard. Every, Two days, you can hammer that out Every easy. line of dialogue is, a, is an ice pun. It's like cold, bold, fold. <laughs> 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 Rhyming shit. You can do that with cold, freeze, ice, ice age. No. Yeah. That's what killed the dinosaurs. Wooly mammoth. <laughs> Not a lot of people know that. You're for Rusted <laughs> root. <laughs> On my way. What? On my way. No. Rusted root from the Ice Age franchise? No. I, I got no it. Apologies. You got it. He doesn't. Uh, yeah, yeah. You've seen the movie Ice Age. Yeah. When they play the song, like, On my way. Oh, what the fuck? Whatever. I'm thinking of Lion King. I'm not. <laughs> God, fuck you. <laughs> Merriman, you're up. Yeah, just whenever you're I'll ready. I'll time you. I'll time Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, so you got 40 seconds, Merriman. <laughs> Do I? Yes. Uh, oh, great. To pull uh, up for whatever you want to talk about. Okay. I was worried you were going to choose Mad Cow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke that no one God gets. damn it. It's a simple question, Doctor. <laughs> All right. Ready? Yep. Three, two, one, go. So uh, I talked about this last year. I'm doing it again. College football playoff rankings have uh, started to come out again. And once again, uh, my boys, the Golden Knights, are getting fucked over. University of Central Florida uh, undefeated for uh, like a year and three-fourths of a year now. Uh, got some tough games coming up, but they're going to be undefeated. Get another national championship under the belt. Uh, Notre Dame can absolutely go fuck themselves. They are super overrated. Playing Florida State this week without their starting quarterback. i hoping that Florida State can pull out a miracle out of nowhere and do something that's good for all of mankind and just knock them down the rankings. Uh, yeah. Time. All right. They're also the Golden Knights. I didn't know that. They're just the Knights now. Oh, they're just, they're the just the Knights now, but their colors are gold and black. Yeah, they used to be the Golden Knights. Yeah. But then there's a better Golden Knights. Didn't they get sued by, like, the military? I don't know. What? Oh, that's another story. So the it was the Ar- Army and then the NHL team, the Golden Knights. There was an issue with their actual logo itself yeah. was too close to a secondary logo of the, um, the, U- the Army team. Uh, thank you for joining us, I guess, oh. if you made it through. Uh, uh, please stay drunk, but stay safe. <laughs> Have a great day. Hey guys, what do y'all think of this podcast? Boo!